0: You're a fucking dog. Don't you forget it. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up.
1: You talking to me?
0: Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you. All right, welcome in everybody to the second episode of $100 Productions. Uh, this is Nolan and Sam, and we are back. Uh, I said in the last episode that I would review, uh, or I would talk about watching both Tron movies. Uh, I haven't done that yet, so uh, that's still coming, so you'll have to wait for that. But um, we're here, and today we're going to be reviewing uh, The Dark Knight, I um, I went first with my favorite director. So Sam's going to go next with his favorite director and potentially one of his favorite films and what is considered the best Christopher Nolan film. Would you say that Sam, or would it be, or would, would Inception be his best? Well, so for me,
1: um, Inception was actually the film that like got me into like movies and, and whatnot, like really into it. That, that movie completely like just blew me away. Um, However, I, I do think that um, The Dark Knight is probably the better film um, in terms really? of just, yeah, just, I don't know. It, it, it's so close for me. Um, and obviously Christopher Nolan is my favorite director, very, uh, very talented guy. And I loved most of his movies. Um, I don't think he's made a bad film yet. Um, but The Dark Knight's is definitely his most popular film. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about this later, but I think just everything about that movie is like as perfect as you could ask for, for a superhero film. Um, so, I mean, Inception's probably still my number one, just because of like what it's done for me, um, in terms of like, yeah. And then that's like, like the dark Knight. that's probably like number three or number four. Uh, all time Uh, it's really close it's really close
0: that's like the same for me with Django Unchained like a lot I mean people don't consider it Tarantino's best but it 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 might be my favorite because just because of what it's done for me it's it is 100% the the film that got me into movies completely and that's why I hold it so near to me because I really like the filmmaking what Tarantino was able to do with that. So I understand where you're coming from with Inception. And I, I love Inception too. And um, I, I definitely want to uh, give it a rewatch if, if we were able to review it for this pod. And that is actually a good segue because movie theaters are opening back up. And mm-hmm. I know <clears throat> Inception... Is on the list for uh films that are being played, same with like Raiders of the Lost Dark. I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind is on there. Um, Rocky Conjuring. Rock oh Rocky's on there? Yeah, I-, I saw I think it's Oh my god. Next Sunday they were gonna play Rocky. Shoot, dude. Okay. That's that might be something I have to see. Well, yeah. we were gonna talk about like what what are the most like the most like incredible like the what what do you what are you looking forward to most i got i can't think today what are are like some films that you're looking forward to the most like for me um the one that i've already seen a couple so i saw like the empire strikes back which i was super excited for i saw the dark knight in theaters um and i saw the thing which are two like three of some great filmmaking and i was i'm so happy that i got to see them in theaters um i don't know about you Sam. what are you excited for
1: yeah, so for me, um, really the only movie I saw in theaters was Empire Strikes Back. And uh, that was a great experience, honestly. Oh, you did get to see that? Yeah, I did. Oh, nice, um, nice. But, uh, you know, for me, I- I'm honestly just excited for the uh, the AMC theaters to be back open. Um, yeah. You know, for me... Uh, it's 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 honestly so weird that we like have not been able to watch like any new movies. Like really I've only seen a few movies this year because uh so few have, you know, been released. Um even like Netflix films, like not many got released. Um the only ones I can think of are like the the Ron Missy or wh- whatever the hell that movie oh, was dude, that and sucked. The the Spike Lee movie. Um I still need to see The Gentleman. Uh, but, yeah, I need to see that as well. But, uh, you know, for me, um, probably, I mean, I, I'm honestly just excited to see uh, movies back in action. I'm excited, obviously, to see Tenet. Um, that's going to be, you know, hopefully uh, another masterpiece from uh, Chris Nolan. Um, but also, like, I'm really excited for Dune. Um, and I know you are, too. Um, and, you know, just like the ability to sit back in a theater and watch something new, uh, is something I really need right now.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm, well, I mean, so movies are opening back up, like new, new films are coming out, um, such as like new mutants is coming out on September 3rd. And so is Tenet, or I don't think it, is it September 3rd? Maybe it's August 27th, New Mutants is coming out.
1: Yeah, so uh, New Mutants comes out next week, and then Tenet's the week after.
0: What? Okay, so didn't this film begin production in, I want to say, 2016?
1: I I think so. Yeah, Yeah, and they've had, like, many different, like, directions on how to do it. Like, I know at first it was supposed to be a horror film. And then, you know, you have the uh, the Marvel buyout thing that, you know, kind of halted production too. And then, you know, yeah. the coronavirus, um, you know, outbreak. You, you really, you know, I, I feel bad for the people who worked on this film because um, just, you know, <laughs> it's been a movie that's been talked about for like five years and I feel like, it's weird like seeing it it's about to get released and i really i I don't know anything about it
0: well i i um all i know is it's got like um what was that girl in split um yeah they got anya uh, Anya taylor joy mm -hmm. i know she's in that um but yeah aria aria star yeah yeah yeah, that's all i know yeah that's all i know as well and I know I I have a feeling like I really have a feeling this this could be good for a while though I didn't really think that this film was going to come out but I just have a neither like, did this, I a small feeling that this is going to be like a, a pretty good movie and it, it's going to live up to what or it's going to you know exceed the expectations that we have but I could definitely be wrong too I don't know if this is ma- is this made by Sony um,
1: or is this, it Fox this is made by Fox Fox uh, so okay. this is. Uh, oh, at disney property yeah this is the first or this is the last uh pretty sure uh fox uh x men movie um which is weird uh you know for it me is. like i'm i'm a big fan of the x men films uh however they are either really really good or really really bad like dark yeah. phoenix is not good that movie I,
0: is i i, I want to watch it though
1: it, no like it's not like, it's not like X-Men Origins. Okay. Uh, Wolverine. Wolf. a bad movie. But it's not much better either. Like there are some lines in that movie that are so bad. Like we saw in the trailer, um, Mystique, you know, doing that, you know, X, ex, X women, you know, that, that was so cringy, but that there's a line on
0: for so long. No,
1: there's a line that was not in the trailer and it is, it's said by Cyclops, uh Ty Summers, I think is his name. Ty Sheridan. Or Ty Sheridan, yeah. Yeah. Um and he he tries so hard to pull it off and it's so bad. Really the only saviors of that movie are uh McAvoy and Fastbender and that's not a surprise. They've yeah, they've been the best bad, parts right? of the movies. They've been the best part of the movies for well, since first class. So yes. hopefully hopefully this will be good um you know yeah it it's just so weird seeing uh this film get released after so many delays like this has gone through at least five five delays
0: yeah yeah i would say it's gone through that many and it's just been it's just been wild to see this film like what it's like how long it's taken to just come out i don't think have we ever really seen something that's been i mean maybe avatar i guess the new avatar that's yeah out.
1: the the uh all the sequels yeah they've been delayed a lot too
0: wasn't it supposed to come out like 2014 then 2015 2016 2017 2018 then
1: 2020 and now 2021 mm-hmm.
0: yeah i'm pretty sure that that's what it was well i think they delayed out. it
1: they, they just need to delay it indefinitely you can't i like, think so too like that that's what you gotta do um yeah in, Indy 5 is another one that's been delayed a lot. And Virginia Indy 4. Really yeah, Indy 4, the, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, that one was delayed a long time too because, you know, you think about it, that movie, Indy 4 is comes out a lot later than Indy 3. So yeah.
0: that movie's not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I've never, I've seen the first Indiana Jones and... I, I'd I'd really like to rewatch it, but that those are like some big movies that I've just not seen. Everybody has those on their on their watch list, you know. Really? They so, they've never gotten to like a big movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody has those. That was mine up
1: until freshman year of college. So two years ago I I oh. watched them. Uh and I, I liked them, uh, but you know, I think the fact that I didn't see them as a kid, it didn't mean as much to me. But they're, they're still, like, fine movies, and I can see why people are so passionate about it. Um, but, yeah, they, I mean, they're just okay for me. Like, I, I think Rayers of the Lost Ark's really good. I love Temple of Doom's, uh, like, edginess to it. And then uh, The Last Crusade's really good with uh, Sean Connery.
0: Okay. I I know they're all on Netflix and some of them are in theaters yeah. right now, so I have to go see them.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just fun action films. So, and yeah. you can never go wrong with with Harrison Ford.
0: No, you never. You never can. Even when he's mad at you, you can't go wrong. Yeah. All right, moving on. So uh, next um, on the docket, Mulan. Uh, Mulan Mulan's going to be on Disney Plus. However you got to pay a big big fee for that how much you got to pay for it sam
1: isn't it 29.99 30 bucks yep it's 30 bucks to pay that i'm not for that. paying that i'm not I, i'm not paying that
0: yeah i'm not paying that either um it, it, i i'm not going to pay that because i it looks good but i, I like the idea $30. of it yeah i mean it, the trailer looks good it looks really good and i i do want to see it i i I cannot pay 30 bucks, though. I just cannot do it.
1: Well, I think, like, my problem with Disney, like, remaking these these classic, you know, animation movies uh, into live action, it, it, it's kind of like, I, I don't know, I think it's a big mistake. Um, and, it's, and it's just like a cash cash grab. That's what it feels like, especially The Lion King. That was a definite cash grab. Because that was a like shot-for-shot remake. Of, no, I never saw the of the Lion King. It was it was very dis I mean, you can't say it was bad because it's the Lion King, but like it didn't give you anything new. I oh, think no, no, Mul- okay. I think that this new Mulan could, and it like you said, the trailer looked really really good, and they took out a few characters, um, like the little dragon. I forget. His name. uh, Mushu. Mushu, yeah. They took him out. um, And I don't know. I I think it definitely has – I think it had potential, but uh, I think the biggest problem was their competitor uh, was going to be on September 3rd, and that's uh, Christopher Nolan. And he was not going back down from that date. (laughs) So – uh,
0: no god forbid that man ever put anything on streaming that it it, it just will no, not happen it will no. not
1: happen he he would probably like burn the burn everything before before it went on <laughs> streaming first he would never he, do and, that
0: and i i love the passion in that but i i, I don't ever see anything wrong with ever putting a, no. a film on mm-hmm. on streaming because it's giving it to you for the Convenience of your own home, which is which is great, and like that's what I really could uh admired about the Irishman. Like, it, it gave mm-hmm. you a chance to watch it at home, but
1: like, you could I could also I, watch it in the theater too.
0: Yeah, you, you could have. Speaking of Irishman, it's going to be on the Criterion collection too. I, sent I saw you that. that, I am so pumped for that, dude. I'm buying, so I'm buying Parasite and the Irishman on on uh Criterion okay. collection when that hits that's going to be freaking awesome. But, Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, yeah, but I, I got to give a film a little bit more credit for, for coming on to, you know, streaming because it's definitely like the filmmaker wants you to see their film. They don't care if it, if it loses a little bit of money, they want you to see their film and they're going to do it for, they're going to do it for your convenience. So I got to commend them for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also see like Nolan's perspective, um, You know, he's so passionate about, like, the movie theater experience. And I I love going uh, to see movies in the theater, especially, like, new movies. It is a lot harder for me to, like, be bought into a movie that's, like, on streaming first. Um, Yeah. But, you know, for me, like, like The Irishman, though, like, that wasn't really a problem because Martin Scorsese is a legend. And that is a great movie. Um, but usually I prefer the theater experience, unless of course the, uh, the, the other people in the theater are, you know, on their phones or talking or, you know, just being annoying that, that really bugs me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, Anyways, next uh, on the docket, we got uh, the Dune trailer coming in a few days. Now, they haven't really given us a chance. Like, they haven't really given us a date on when this is going to drop. Um, so, I don't know. Do you know when it might drop, say maybe before the Inception trailer? That would or be my Inception guess.
1: Film? Yeah, that would be my my guess uh, is for them to either release it like b- right before um, next week or like literally at the theater uh, like when it premieres uh, and they'll probably be playing it too uh, when uh, New Mutants uh, comes out as sure, well yeah. for me like I don't know I don't get it because like Denis Villeneuve he's a brilliant filmmaker I think he's probably in the top five right now uh, in terms of directors Uh, Just, he makes some really, really great films. However, his movies have not done the best financially. And a lot of it is because his movies are rated R and they're big budget, much like a Christopher Nolan film. They are like very high stakes. And I, I love the idea of Dune, but... I don't understand. Like, I, I like the secrecy, but like, if you've had problems in the past, you know, avoiding, uh, I guess the bomb at the box office. Like, Blade Runner did not make a lot of money, and you know, they haven't released a trailer yet. It's hard to gain, you know, hype when the movie comes out in four months.
0: You yeah, know? It, it, like it I, I think is. they.
1: I think he missed out on an opportunity to, you know, put out a trailer, at least a teaser or something, uh, you know, like six months ago. You know, it doesn't even have to be anything big. Like, you know, I I think Christopher Nolan has it kind of figured out in that he always uh, puts in a teaser trailer that really reveals nothing uh, Mm -hmm. for the plot at all. It's like just a few shots, but it's enough and yeah and it gets it gets uh you hyped up and you're like oh i can't wait to see that in the theater
0: but well, um like, well like you remember you remember right before hobbs and shaw that's when that's when Nolan dropped his teaser trailer for Tenet. yeah mm-hmm. and so the only thing that we've gotten out of dune is um the pictures it's just pictures yeah that's all we've got we don't have a trailer or anything that's that's I I agree. That's not good good marketing. What Nolan is able to do is he's able to successfully market his films perfectly. He doesn't really
1: need it though either. Too like, no, he doesn't thing. need it.
0: You slap Christopher Nolan's name on any film, even mainstream audiences will go see it. You you slap Denis Villeneuve's mm-hmm. name, mainstream audiences won't go see it. But a lot of a lot of people who love film will see it. Um, but but I agree. That's why they they usually don't do good at the box office it's just it's it's high budget and it's it's high budget and you know he he's put like blade runner it didn't make a lot of money he put it at a weird time it was like in the middle yeah. of october well that's that when film. dune
1: was originally supposed to be released wasn't it was it october or
0: november i i thought it, i thought it was november which november i can kind of understand that's prime oscar season but mm-hmm. october it, october is still oscar season to a degree but it's just like i I just think if you want to get mainstream audiences in there and you want you want to get uh ticket sales i I definitely understand you make your own movie because I'm not telling him how to make his own movie because he obviously knows what he's doing yeah, um, yeah yeah but but when it comes to putting a film out, I would say market it more like towards November December when people mm-hmm. are going to the movies looking for something to do. In October, you know, it's nice outside. You want to go hang out with your friends like at a, a bonfire or something when yeah. the weather's nice and cool. You don't want to be at a movie cuz <laughs> you know, these are the last nice couple days before, you know, winter hits for six freaking months.
1: Well, yeah, and you know, for me like also I, I do get it like he doesn't want to, you know, ruin the the like the viewer's experience. He doesn't want to spoil anything, which I definitely like. I, I respect that, because I think trailers, for the most part, <clears throat> spoil uh, a lot of the plot points in the movie, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, you know, it, it, it's tough, because it, it's hard to to criticize uh, Villeneuve, because I think he's one of the masters right now. And he's mm-hmm. definitely uh, one of my favorite directors. Um, and you know, I I don't know. I I just want to see, I I just want to see something at this point. Like I'm really excited for the movie and like, like you and me, like we know that it's going to come out, but like, like you said, the mainstream audience, they, they probably don't know. They might have heard something or seen a picture, but they don't
0: know. Well, it's like, and it's like a shame because Denis Villeneuve is, is, could be like one of if not the best director working right now and mm-hmm. just people don't don't know that like the mainstream people just know like spielberg who is a great director but i feel like Denis villeneuve is is past him at 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 this point i mean for, for it's, right it's, now yeah for right now yeah that's what i mean yeah. like in the 90s spielberg was was killing it he was doing yeah. great even in the 80s and 70s he was killing it Now Spielberg hasn't really made anything that great in a while. And Mm -hmm. I feel like Denis Villeneuve is just pumping out great films, Sicario, Prisoners, Blade Runner. I mean, you've got great films that he's pumping out. And just if I were to go, you know, ask my dad or my mom right now who Denis Villeneuve is, they wouldn't know. If I were to ask my mom and dad who Steven Spielberg was, they would know for sure. So it's I, I I definitely I think he's a great film he or er, a great filmmaker. I think he gets great recognition. I think he deserves more recognition and that's that's the the way he should do it is market his films a little bit better like Christopher Nolan does. Now, I know it might be sound like we're bagging on Denis Villeneuve. We are not. We love the guy, we think he's probably the best filmmaker in, in the business right now. You could definitely make the argument for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's that's Dune. Um, come, we're not sure when the trailer comes out. So we will w- – when we see it, we will uh, post it up on our Twitter. Um, yes, for like, sure. We're not sure when the possibility of a trailer will drop. And speaking of possibility, uh, something <laughs> went viral uh, yesterday. And that is – or maybe was it wasn't today. I, it's either yesterday or today, whenever we're filming. So – Borat 2 potentially happening there was a viral video of Borat driving down the street or Sasha Baron Cohen dressed up as Borat driving down the street so could we be getting a second Borat film what do you think Sam
1: I really hope so I I really do this is one of my uh favorite comedies for sure um and I think uh Sasha Baron Cohen's perfect As Borat, I think it's his favorite, uh, it's his uh, best role um, for sure. And yeah, I mean, I don't know many movies that made me laugh as hard as I did when I watched Borat. And yeah, yeah, I mean, why not? Like, this year has been uh, very, uh, very depressing. Mm -hmm. And I think. We
0: could use a little Borat in our life. Well, I think that that's that's what I wanted to ask you. I think with everything kind of going on within the past, even two years, with cancel culture at like its peak, where if you even <laughs> say something privately, you can yeah, get canceled for it. Like exactly. I've seen that happen to people. Yeah, um, I think this is absolutely perfect timing for a second Borat film to come out because i mean yeah it's it's it's, the whole film is unforgiving it doesn't care what (laughs) they make fun of they'll make fun of it and i think that everyone needs that right now because everything is getting canceled for no damn reason and it's just i think that this is needed right now i and i'm so excited for it so excited
1: yeah i i really hope that they are making another one because like I mean, like right now, like you said, is like the perfect time to do it. You know, you got like, I want to see how Borat is handling the coronavirus. Oh, like, <laughs> yes, that would be hilarious. I want, to, I want to see Borat, you know, talking to Trump supporters and Biden supporters. I want to see that because the election's yeah. coming up. I feel like this is the perfect time to make an, make another one. And I mean, I'm sure they'll try to. Try to cancel him. Out. I mean, that movie was oh, yeah. very, very divisive when it came out. It still is, but mm-hmm. I mean, most people think that that is one of his best movies for sure. Yeah,
0: I I'm definitely pumped. When I saw that, uh, yet uh, when I saw that video, I was so excited. I was like, "Thank God!" Because, dude, there have not been even
1: just like a video, like honestly, of him doing like I, I would yeah. watch
0: it for sure. Well, there just hasn't been that many good comedies lately. I mean, you had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I don't know if you really count that as a comedy. So I guess I the think last. think <laughs> Okay, well, if we're going to – okay, then it, there's that. There was Blockers. There was The Interview. And I think it, if you could count Birdman, then – Well, and The Nice really Guys. Good. That's why I love The Nice Guys. Oh, The Nice Guys was good. But other than that, like, there has been, like, barely any good comedies. Like – I remember like from 2000 to 2009, there were so many great comedies, old school, wedding crashers, the other guys. Yeah. The Will Ferrell, like the golden years. Yeah. Even elf anchorman. It Mm -hmm. it was, he was pumping out everything. Mm -hmm. And now it just feels like this decade, there's just, there's nothing. And I, that's, that's been the only downside of this decade. There hasn't been very many good comedies. Like I, I have not gone to a film in a while Where I think, wow, this is going to be hilarious. And I mean, Once Upon Time in Hollywood was maybe the exception and and maybe the nice guys. But like when I went to a theater, I didn't expect to, you know, laugh that hard like going in besides those two films because the other ones I didn't see in theaters.
1: Honestly, like probably, well, besides Once Upon Time in Hollywood, probably the only one that made me laugh this decade pretty hard was Guardians of the Galaxy 1. And that's oh, not yeah. even. That's not even. I mean, it is like more. It's definitely out of all the Marvel movies, probably one, one of if not the most comedic. But yeah, like that's not a comedy film. That's an action film that it, has it's some an action funny film parts.
0: Comedy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and,
1: definitely. Uh, I mean, once upon a time in Hollywood is really the only one this decade, honestly, that really made me. Like multiple times, laugh re- really hard, especially the ending. Oh yeah! And, I mean, we we've already talked about that, but <laughs> it, need, it needs to be repeated.
0: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, Borat too. Possibility. I'm hoping that it comes out. We need this right now because everyone is so pissed off at everyone. We need something to laugh at, and good old good old Borat. Is is there for us, and he'll 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 make us laugh. I, I'm just laughing yes. at the uh, the deleted scenes you showed me the other day. Oh yeah, at, at your apartment.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, dude, that like that stuff. I I really need because there has not been any good comedies lately. Mm-hmm. Something.
1: Well, but. yeah. Whenever I watch a comedy, I have to e- either look at like all the DVDs that I have or go on Netflix. Like there's nothing ever that really like anything new, at least that makes me like laugh really hard because also like another thing with trailers, the trailers give away most of the good jokes.
0: Yeah, I know. I
1: hate that. I hate that.
0: That's honestly probably the worst, even
1: worse than like an action film, like a superhero film or a franchise. That's way worse because like a comedy film, like, If you already know all the jokes, then why go see it?
0: Well, I mean, at least there's been some Amy Schumer movies this decade for (laughs) you, Sam. Oh, my gosh. I know you love those. All right, I honestly um, haven't seen any of them. (laughs) Good. Good for you. Neither have I. So that's something (laughs) you can be proud of. Um, Okay. So next, um, we're going back on to Tenet again. As you can tell, we love Tenet. Uh, there has just been some news that dropped about it. Travis Scott did some music for the upcoming film. He made a like a secret soundtrack for that. And to be honest, dude, I'm really, i I actually really am pumped for this. But we were talking about this before the pod. Do we think that Christopher Nolan greenlit this, or do you think that it's a studio thing to try and get as many people into the theaters as they can? or to buy the the album to try and give back to the film because it's gone through so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't know either way. I'm down for this. I like this and I'm here for it. I think it's going to be super cool.
1: Well, for me, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely pumped about this because I think Travis Scott is really good. I, I don't really listen to a whole lot of rap, but I've listened to a few of his songs and obviously he's really popular. Um, and it's it's definitely got my uh, curiosity, um, for 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 this movie. Uh, Honestly, probably my 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 biggest uh, question is where are they going to do? No, Hans Zimmer he's scoring the Dune movie. He's not doing a Christopher Nolan film. This is the first time since uh, first time since uh, the Prestige that Christopher Nolan has not had Hans Zimmer score his film, which is crazy to me, but uh the uh the guy who's doing it is uh Ludwig Want to say like it's like Danny
0: Elfman No, no. <laughs> It's
1: like Ludwig uh Gronson, uh the guy who did uh Black Panther and um oh my gosh. Can oh The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Oh,
0: really? Okay. Yeah,
1: he's 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 good.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely uh, is. The Mandalorian's theme is it's stuck in my head. It's engraved in my head. I will not ever forget that.
1: Yeah. So I I am excited for that. Um, Really, for both, and I mean, for obvious reasons, we're going to talk
0: (laughs) more about Chris Nolan uh, here in a little bit. So. Yeah. Okay. Well. I've, I'm definitely pumped for this new uh, this new music coming for him. All right, so we have we have an opinion that we're going to do um, right before we get into this Dark Knight film. Me and Sam had uh, three films that we think uh, have perfect casting. Uh, if Sam is looking at the same Google Doc as me right now, I put in more than mm. three films. But Sam, That's right. I have you... a few. I have a few. I okay, guess. yeah we we might even extend this more than three three films um, mm-hmm. because there, there have been some really good ones some good casting I think
1: yeah so um I'm going to just say this I, I'm not going to ex- explain the first one because I'll explain it later when we review it uh, but the Dark Knight in my opinion has one of the best casts ever um so I got that one. I put The Departed. Um, I mean, just the names alone: Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen. Those are supporting actors in the movie. Alec Baldwin. Those are all supporting actors. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson is freaking awesome in that in that movie. He's one of my favorite favorite uh, car- movie characters. Actually, uh, I love Jack Nicholson. The Departed. Obviously, Matt Damon and Leo. Um, that movie's so well acted, so well done. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of my favorites, probably my favorite Scorsese film. Um, I got Mm -hmm. Apocalypse Now. Um, One one interesting fact I read about Apocalypse Now was, I mean, obviously they had the horrendous shoot, but Steve McQueen, (laughs) Steve McQueen was, when Marlon Brando was, kind of hesitant on the role, Steve McQueen was offered it. Really? Yeah. So that would have been interesting, but I think they got it right. Marlon Brando is amazing in that
0: movie. Yeah, um, didn't he show up on set? He just didn't know his lines. Like he didn't practice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean. He he seems horrible to work with. He seemed awful to work with. There's there. Yeah. We, we could make a whole podcast on stories that – We've <laughs> read about Marlon Brando, but uh, he's wild. Yeah, man. another another he's from our hometown.
0: He's from yeah. my hometown.
1: Yep, Omaha, Nebraska. Um, yeah. another movie with Martin Sheen in it. Um, Robert Duvall just every, every again, everything about that movie is dude. Damn near and Harrison perfect.
0: Ford is in this film too. Yeah, yeah, he's in that's a first right. scene, but he, he's still in it. That's right. I forgot about See, that. Um, that that is a perfect film, in my opinion. That film is perfect. Yeah, um, I I think about like I I I don't watch as many war films as I used to. But that one is that one's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that movie. I I, yeah. I don't the I like the so there's a um, a director's cut. There's a redi redo. Yeah 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 yeah. And then mm-hmm. there's the, the theatrical version. I watched there's... the re- Redux. I think mm-hmm. that's how you say it. I don't know if that's how you say it. But I did not, I, I really didn't like it. I liked the original theatrical cut. I think it's perfect. That way is perfect. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the Redux version, there is a whole like subplot in the film that is completely unneeded, unnecessary. And I, it really, really sunk my score for it. So I only recognize the theatrical version because I think that's perfect. The I've ones. only
1: seen the theatrical version. Okay, good. You don't, I think you I'm I'm only going to watch that.
0: Yeah. Um, Cause there's, there's a, there's a subplot in there where I'm just like, this is so stupid. This doesn't need to be in here. Yeah. It does not need to be in here. And then two other movies that I'm going to add onto this um,
1: are The Godfather uh, there's really doesn't need to be an explanation for that. Everyone knows that. That's one of the best ever. Again, Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, um, and then
0: I got another one, Lord of the Rings. Mm, that is a good one. The Lord of the Rings is so good. It's, it's so good. It's it is
1: unbelievable what what they were able to do. Um, that that those films are amazing. And then, of course, um, Star Wars, Empire Stri... Oh, uh, no, the Phantom Menace. Oh, no, never
0: mind. Yeah, I think it's Attack of the Clones you meant. (laughs) Both, both. Both of the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Just basically the whole prequel trilogy. Even the sequel trilogy has some great casting.
1: I thought the sequel trilogy was all right. I mean, like, the casting...
0: The oh cast. really? Well, yeah. I guess it was alright. I just thought that it was written so freaking horribly. Yeah, I can't really blame blame them for it. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to give mine now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So for me, I have a couple. I'm going to start off with probably the my the the three that I think are the best. Um, Goodfellas, uh, Ray Liotta, yeah. mm-hmm. Joe Pesci, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro that is that is uh, one of the few films there there's a few films where characters actually like i i never i just don't know what they're going to do and then they make me nervous joe pesci in goodfellas made me nervous the first time i was watching it cuz i didn't know what this dude was going to do dude i had joe, no idea
1: joe pesci
0: is a very like scary
1: actor like yeah he's he's scary in the irishman i think yeah he's super he, scary he, he,
0: See I, I thought he was scary in The Irishman as well but I thought he was way scarier in Goodfellas maybe Oh yeah, he, yeah 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 he's he's, he's 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 just like a loose cannon in Goodfellas and I just I don't know it's what he's it's, so, do.
1: it's, it's so different uh, those two roles yeah, It is, it is is he's one of the one of the best uh, actors uh, especially like in the supporting role he's he's perfect perfect yeah he is for, for a um, Scorsese film,
0: yeah, and then next I have Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. I mean, what can I say here? <laughs> there's there's just some great casting. Now nah, I got Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Um, everything is really so good. Even,
1: even Mark Hamill, nah,
0: I'm, I'm just messing he, he's he's good in the film. I wouldn't say A New Hope. Uh, he still need to work on acting a little bit. He's very whiny in A New Hope. Well like, I think
1: that was part of the script though. That was the whole okay, like, yeah, part of the arc was, of
0: Luke. Yeah, yeah. You, I was you, just you mentioning
1: right. like the the no at the end when that's oh, impossible. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: I it, that it was is a, a little a pretty good scene. Really? You didn't like it? Or you think it was Well a I mean
1: of course I, I I liked it, but Yeah I thought it was a no, little oh, overdone uh him saying. him just and just, you know,
0: that's impossible. Oh, really? Because I, I thought it was perfect. I didn't mind it at all. But yeah. Um, okay. So anyways, I got Empire Strikes Back. And finally, this is my. It, it, I, I'm never sure if this is my favorite film or not. This is the best film oh, I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, it's The Shining. The Shining has the best cast ever. Or it has yeah. one of the best casts ever. Uh, Jack Torrance, and then whoever plays—I I can never remember the name. Whoever plays, uh, uh Danny. Wendy. Well, da- Wendy's good. Shelley Duvall is very good in the film, isn't uh, Danny Lloyd? She, she gets such a good performance. Yeah, Dan- Danny Lloyd is the son, but I don't know who plays him. Um, That—that is—that is the best child acting performance I've ever seen. Some people will say, oh, Sixth I, "I agree, Sense. I, I agree." Some, yeah, some people will say, Sixth Sense." No, no. It's the mm. shining. It's wait, the shining. Not, it's not Jake Lloyd from the Phantom Menace. No, Jake Lloyd is a close second. <laughs> dude, I feel bad for that dude. I think he's I been do in too. And out of like prison. Yeah, yeah I'm looking up now. Uh, yeah, look at look that kid.
1: I was right. It was Danny Lloyd. Yeah. Oh wait, that's
0: the that's the kid's name. Well, yeah, yeah. In the shining, I don't know the actor's name though. That's his name, Danny what? Lloyd. Yeah,
1: but yeah, I, I I agree with you 100%. That is, The Shining is, I, I've I never understood that. the criticism of uh, Oh, my Shelley. God, yeah, you are right. I've never understood the criticism of Shelley Duvall's
0: acting. I thought she was, like, she was scary good. Wait, you know, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. Yeah, I know, yeah, the, ki- the kid's name, the actor's name is Danny Lloyd, I thought his character's name was Danny Lloyd because I was thinking of Danny oh, and, hey Lloyd. And, and Lloyd, the barkeep in the film. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he nice? It's, it's Danny Torrance. Yeah. But yes, Shelley no, Duvall. No, it's not Danny Torrance. That's that's Jack Nicholson, Jack Torrance. No, 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 I know. But I'm saying the kids are Oh, oh okay, But yeah, okay, yeah, okay, Jack yeah. Torrance is the main character. Um, but yeah, Shelley Duvall's performance is absolutely haunting and what was crazy is like behind the scenes like on the set apparently like kubrick was like oh yeah like hard on her and every uh, about like performance but he did that so she would even give a more haunting performance and it it worked i think some some people criticize it but i I don't see anything wrong with what she did at
1: all no i don't get it you can definitely tell that she you know she's it really feels like she's like, you know, being haunted by, it. and like yeah. she's terrified and she's scared for her life. And I also find it interesting that a lot of people at first in like Nicholson's performance either, they thought it was I mean. too over, it was too over the top. Like even Spielberg said that it was too over the top for him. And that yeah. just blows my mind. Yeah. I, I you can never go wrong. Like, like for me, like I love Jack Nicholson. I think he's, Probably he's at least top three actor of all time. I think. Really, uh, I wow. think so. I think uh, he's that that's that
0: definitely yeah. That could definitely be argued. He, he's I at think, least in
1: the in, in the argument for sure.
0: Oh for yeah, sure. he is. I think I think with like so you mentioned about how a lot of people didn't like The Shining at first. I think that was with uh, some of Kubrick's films. Like a lot of people didn't like 2001: Space Odyssey. A lot of people didn't like The Shining. Mm-hmm. But he knew it, it, what, what he was doing there. He knew that it, it was just so far ahead of its time. Well, it's and, all, could, and you could tell with that great casting.
1: Yeah, and, and it's the like you know the unique endings where you don't really know what what the ending is. It's up to the viewer's imagination, kind yeah, of. And, and that's that's really and, cool, dude. There, there's so much imagery in that movie. I know. We, need to, so
0: we, we we need to review that movie soon. Yeah. I well, the next filmography I'm starting on is Kubrick. I'm gonna watch all of Kubrick's films next. Nice. And then I'm gonna do. Then I'm gonna do Christopher Nolan next. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But, but tonight, well, tonight I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna throw on a, a a comedy movie. Well, we're talking about comedy movies, and I'm gonna. I rented the movie *Popstar: Never Stop Never Stopping* with Andy Samberg. Oh. And, okay. Usually Andy Samberg is very funny. Like Palm Springs was very good. So he's usually in very good films. So hopefully this can be another good comedy that, uh, that I'll be watching. So I've got, I've got that to watch, uh, later tonight. So, mm-hmm. all right, Sam, should we get into the dark Knight? Yes, sir. All right. So the dark Knight came out in 2009. And it stars so many people: Aaron Eckhart, Christian Bale, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, Michael Caine, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman. Yep, you you got them all. Um, And this movie is about uh, when the menace known as the Joker breaks havoc and chaos on the people of Gotham. Batman must accept one of the greatest psychological and physical tests of his ability to fight injustice now um this film it's it's downright amazing man it's so, it's so good uh, i i got the yeah. pleasure of seeing this in theaters and i i gotta say everything was perfect there was one storyline that i didn't quite like and that was the storyline with uh the character lao um, i felt it didn't it wasn't like strong and I didn't really care when I was seeing it. So for that reason I would just bump it down a few points, but um I'd still give it this film a ninety five out of a, one out of a hundred. Uh this film is famous for having the Academy add another slot to the best picture slate because this film should have been nominated the best picture. I can't Yeah, it should it should have won. It should have probably won Best Picture because it's the best damn film of of that year. And <clears throat> Luckily Heath Ledger did get an Oscar for this. Sadly, he passed away before it happened, but he was so worthy of the Oscar. Man, what what a talent! What a talent yeah. he was!
1: What a picture! Yeah, he his performance. I mean, it's one. Of, it's probably the most popular performance in the last twenty years. I would say uh, for sure. Um, Why so serious? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, he plays probably. One of, if not the most iconic villain in movie history, and he hits it out of the park. Like he, he out acted. Like I was just mentioning, I was just praising Jack Nicholson. He, like no one thought, like the Heath Ledger casting was famous because people were pissed. Yes, they they were were. pissed. Like, like this, this, this guy
0: is gonna play him. And dude, in Brokeback Mountain, are you mm -hmm. serious? Well, well, I don't think the didn't that come out yet? I don't know. but oh, did it not? I might be stupid.
1: I, I, I don't know. It came out before, but I'm not sure when he got cast. Oh, yeah, if yeah. It come came out, out yet.
0: Brokeback Mountain came out in 2005.
1: Okay, so it was about the same time, probably. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, Heath Ledger's performance, everyone knows about that performance. But honestly, like, so for, for me, like, This movie's a 100 out of 100 for me. Again, I said earlier, this is probably my number three movie of all time, number three or number four. Um, And I think you could definitely say this is probably Christopher Nolan's best film overall. Just everything that he does, like the action is really good. Uh, The set pieces, the cinematography, the acting, I'm... I mentioned this being one of my favorite movie casts ever. And while Heath Ledger's performance is, you know, the best in a comic book movie for sure. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie is uh, Gary Oldman. Um, in as a uh, commissioner Gordon, I think he is so good in the movie and Aaron Eckhart. Like yeah. he had a lot of the mo- more important
0: scenes And he he This is This is his his best What's that? I said he uh, He said he kills it As uh, As two-faced I mean he's Damn good I think I think it's his uh, Best performance
1: uh, By far No Um, doubt And that's the thing too It feels like everyone Is you know At their best Weirdly enough This is probably I think he's Really good in the movie But This just speaks So highly about the cast Like Christian Bale is not the best actor in the movie. Like mm-hmm. that, that's weird, yeah. and that's saying something. And I mean, yeah. the way, like, the way that ending is set up, where wow, you know, where goosebumps where, in the theaters. Yeah, where, dude, I was like, like borderline, like shaking when, when, like, I, I remember the first time I saw it when, uh, when Harvey Dent has Gordon's kid and. Like, it, it, he's going to kill him, probably. And, like, Gary Oldman's so good. And, I mean, the music, everything about this movie is, like, at the top of its game. It it really, like, it makes Marvel movies look like baby movies. It really does. Oh, it
0: totally does. Because Cause it I mean, doesn't I, have the campiness to it. Like, it actually feels real. But what was annoying is every single, like, there was, like, so many copies of this movie where they all had to make something really gritty and really dark, and nobody could But well, that's quite... not what it's about, though. No, I no, I know, and nobody could really quite find the footing. I'm like, how can we actually make something that's good yeah. and dark and not campy?
1: Yeah, and for me, like, I didn't really mind the Lao stuff because his part is, like, small enough to where I didn't mind it, and I thought that they did, like... I I do agree with you like had he been in the movie a little bit longer it would have been like okay let's let's get it let's get moving and his mm-hmm. scenes are probably I I wouldn't even say they're my least favorite because like when he's first on there you know that's when the joker you
0: know puts uh uh kills a dude with a freaking pencil that and part is hilarious i won't lie that part is hilarious. I laughed in theater because it's just yeah. it's so surprising yeah and like even
1: the scene when uh batman goes to uh goes uh to kidnap him he goes overseas and like the joker was
0: right he's that like batman sick. batman has no jurisdiction <laughs> <laughs> that like, part is so sweet because because like, he's he's got the cops surrounding him and then he can't he like pulls his parachute and that plane comes and picks him up and they fly away. It's so awesome. All right. Sorry, go ahead. I had to be yeah, sorry about that.
1: Yeah, no, that's one of my, that's a great part in the movie. And, uh, the soundtrack for that scene is so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Um, uh, you know, and this movie, I, everyone always calls it like the best superhero movie and it definitely is, but I don't see it as a superhero film. It's a
0: like crime thriller really i I agree i agree it's it it feels like you know a psychological i feel like like it's like sorry go ahead
1: oh no you you go you go
0: okay so i feel like it's like a psychological crime thriller thriller as well um just because it's a battle of wits between joker and um batman but you know, Joker's always one step ahead of Batman. And it's just, it's just interesting to see like how they're going to toy and toy with yeah. the, the tools that they had to try and, you know, beat him if they, if they can. And it, it's a really interesting way on how they, how they beat him. It's freaking sweet too.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And for me, like, I, I really like, well, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when uh, we first hear, the uh, the reason why Joker uh, has his scars. And like, when you hear that for the first time, you're like, holy cow, like this is, you will never see this in, like we've never seen this in a superhero film and yeah. we probably never will. And then like, you really think that's his story. Like that's how he gets his scars. And then you realize later, he comes up with another story and it just adds another layer to the character um, of Joker and it, the mysterious of, uh, of the Joker, uh, you know, it really works. And, you know, he's basically the anti-Batman mm-hmm. and they're, they're like the perfect rival. And I think that, I also think that Christopher Nolan was a genius for waiting until movie two to have, to have the Joker in it because you had to establish the character of Batman and the world around it. And, uh, yeah. you know, for me, the Joker was, was the perfect, perfect uh, villain for, the, for it. And, and Two-Face, uh, again, like Aaron Eckhart, knocks out of the park. Once, he, once that turn happens, like, so we have one of the most memorable moments in, in the last 20 years in film. Which is the interrogation scene, um, no, where when when Heath Ledger laughs, scene. yeah. When I mean that's probably my favorite scene too. To be honest, that or the last scene, the ending. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that is yeah. good actually. And uh, w- when he lands that second punch and he starts like laughing like a maniac, that that's when you're like, oh my god, like I know, like like. <laughs> The, the performance was already, like, insane, but that went, like, on another level.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, yeah, that, I mean, that whole scene was so good. And then it leads to, you know, Rachel's death and the creation of Two-Face. And it, it's just done so well. And, I mean, the Joker is a freaking genius in this movie. He's a yeah. genius at playing with a, with Batman's mind.
0: yeah. And I I think it works. And I'm gonna go off topic here just to say one thing. That's why I liked uh, the the other Joker film um, that came out in 2019 because it was able to take a different look at the Joker and just yeah. have to constantly fail forward. So that's why I like these different takes of of the Joker and just what they're able to do with him. So I really like jared Lowe's joker mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was that was really good especially the last that was the oh, best god, oh, god. I, really, I like how it's how he just had ta- he had tattooed on his forehead damaged oh that was sweet that was really
1: yeah that was it.
0: that was really really cool but um yeah i mean i'm gonna oh my god sorry, I'm getting my, my, my team, the St. Louis blues are playing right now and they're up 3-1 on the Canucks. So I'm pretty pumped about that right now. Um, so, all right. So we, we got through our favorite moment of the film. So where, where does this rank on the, um, Christopher Nolan, uh, filmography? What, what would you put this as you, I imagine put it at number two, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, uh, my number two film,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and honestly, like everyone talks about how this movie didn't get uh, any Oscars, and while it is frustrating, I I get it. But like honestly, I'd rather have the film like have the legacy that it has. Like The Dark Knight mm-hmm. is known as the best superhero film and one of uh, the best Christopher Nolan movies. And it, it changed movies for quite a while. And so I would take, you know, the legacy of a film much more than than, you know, just an Oscar, because, oh, I, would I mean, too. you can't tell me that, you know, in 20 years, people are going to know the shape of water better than The Shining, <laughs> you know, like,
0: yeah, that's, like, a, that's a good comparison. That, that is definitely a good comparison. Like, I was kind of thinking about this, like, if you were a filmmaker, would you rather be like James Gray, who made mm-hmm. Ad Astra and The Lost City of Z, who makes great films, they never get recognized for Oscars, but he makes great films, or would you rather make middle of the road, like, decent films, but they are constantly up for Oscars and, and, and you will some, you could potentially win one? Like I would much rather do what James Gray would be doing, like making damn good movies. I don't care if they're not going to get up for an Oscar yeah. because I'm just here to make good movies. Like that's what Tarantino was doing for a while. All right, I know I'm going to go like get on Tarantino. <laughs> like, the, cause you know how much I like it. So, cause like that's mm-hmm. what he did with death proof and the kill bill films. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked. But
1: the other thing too, is like the legacy of films is so like, I think it's so much more important because like, yeah. Every single superhero movie, guess what I think about? Oh, well, I mean, it was good, but it's not as good as The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that's just what <laughs> happens. Because you think of, like, the best movies, like, that is the level. And, like, you know, it, it means a lot. I think that's more important. And, you know, Stanley Kubrick won one Oscar, and it was for visual effects. You know? Alfred Hitchcock never won an Oscar. Akira Kurosawa never won an Oscar. And they are They're masters. The yeah. They are the masters. Um, so, yeah. like, as much as I would love Christopher Nolan to win an Oscar someday, like, everyone knows who he is. So, yeah. like, it, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay. Like, it's not
0: the end of the world. I would say going off of what you said about the superhero films I would say the only one that is maybe up there with Logan. The dark night is Logan. Yep, that's Logan, the only yep. one. Yeah. That's the I, only I, I one. 100% agree. 100%. That, that is the only one that is that is comparable. Everything else I wouldn't I wouldn't compare it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cuz it understood what one movie it was going to be and it it really yeah, that movie really hit hit yeah. uh viewers hard. That that's a really good movie. Holy cow! Yeah, I need I need so, to rewatch that.
0: Yeah, I I'm gonna I need to rewatch it as well. I want to rewatch it in black and white too. I think that'd be oh, really that'd cool. be cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to so see me, Mad Max. I want I want to see Mad Max in black and white. In the Fury I, Road. Yeah, that would be sweet. for For me, um where this lands on tarantino's or on Christopher Nolan's filmography. Um, I'm not quite sure. I want to go through and rewatch all of his. You um, can revisit it. Yeah, I would probably revisit it because I want to go through and, and rewatch all of his filmography. Like I really love Insomnia. I think that's a really good film, but I saw that like six years ago. So I would need mm-hmm. to give it another watch. Um I also I really like Inception, I really like Memento, so I need to give all of these another watch and 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 just revisit what what I would think because I want to rewatch Kubrick because I rewatched Tarantino this summer, I want to rewatch Kubrick next, then probably um Christopher Nolan and then I want to try and watch as many Kurosawa films as I possibly can. I yeah. feel like that would that would be sweet, so But yeah, that's, that's probably where it falls on it for me. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I think that'll, uh, will that do it for us for today, Sam? Yeah, I think so. All right. So I gave it a 95 out of 100. Sam gave it a 100 out of 100. That's a dark night directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, we're not sure what we'll review next week. I'm going to, or next time because we're going to try and do two a week. Um, I I don't know what we should review. Um we could put up a poll. Yeah, put we could do that. Would you want to do like a criterion film? Yeah, sure. Like it, put up just criterion films to to review. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll put up a poll. Um we can do like cuz I I I really would want to watch Come and See. Um, I that. What's that? It's it's a, it's a Russian film. It's like, Mm. it's like really, really dark film about war and stuff, but it's like considered to be like one of the greatest. It's so there's, there's a, um, top like 200 list on letterbox and it's completely different than the IMDB one. And I think C is like, I want to say it's like number two. On the Holy list. Holy cow. I think What's it's number a one. I think it's either it's either come and see or it's like the Godfather is up there. Let me look it up really fast. Um yeah, top two fifty. Oh, Parasites number one. Come and see is number two. Godfather's number three. Um, Harakiri is number four. Number five is Godfather Part Two. Six, seven samurai, seven, twelve angry men damn good films seven samurai baby we yeah, need to we review should. that yeah. again yeah. we need to review that again so well that can be part of the criterion uh because that that is part of that's on the criterion channel streaming thing mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll put like come and see um seven samurai um there was some more that w- that was up there um well i know paris texas is like Something that people that a lot of film film buffs talk about. I I haven't seen some of these. I really want to give them a watch. So I'll I'll run through them with you. But I know we we want to put Come and See on there and Seven Samurai for sure, right? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I'll for sure put those up, um, and then I'll put two more up uh, that definitely should be like like Rashomon is on there, Akiru, which is which are both Akira Sawa films. <laughs> that would basically be three straight Kurosawa films and then come <laughs> no, I'd be I'd be fine with that <laughs> I <laughs> just want yeah. to watch good movies yeah that's all I want to do too alright yeah I'll put a poll up um, right after this and uh, I will get it all figured out sounds good alright man so um, we'll see you guys next time we're, we'll we'll try and figure out a set schedule that we're still working on because we first just want to get these out and made first so we'll come up with a set schedule and then we'll start putting those out on that day so um, until next time guys this is $100 Productions